Hey guys, welcome back to that Beer the Gamer podcast. My name is Del, I'm that Beer the Gamer, and with me I have not one but two guests. Um, they are the uh, they are the game developers that make indie, indie game titles, and they are the best thing to come out of Italy since Mario back in the eighties. Hey guys, how are you doing? We're fine, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Um, so Emiliano and Saverio, Saverio, Saverio. Yes, Saverio. Yes. Hey. Hello, everybody. And uh, these guys um, are indie game developers. They make different games, and um, I just thought it'd be cool to have both of them come on because they kind of are a bit of a duo, a comedy act, you know, duo. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll have a chat with these guys today. So Saverio, let's start with yourself. What type of games do you develop? Um, so far, <laughs> so far we uh, have uh, released. Uh, well, we developed two games, but we've released one. The one we've uh, released is Hyper Parasite. It's a roguelike twin stick shooter, better to say, an action roguelike twin stick shooter that inspired to to the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, I've played the game and I have died multiple times in the game. Yeah, that that was in the design. Uh, yeah. I think that's part of the that's part of the appeal. And yes. Emiliano, what about yourself? What games do you develop? Uh, I'm more towards the strategy games. So our main game right now is Empires in Ruins. That is a grand strategy game. And uh, I also work on some smaller stuff, a bit more action-like. Uh, nothing as frantic as a uh, hyper parasite, but. Uh, just, just to avoid uh, spending all the time on uh, UIs and uh, statistics from strategy games. That's that's why I need those distractions. No, of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. See, everyone needs a distraction. So um, why did you guys get into making games on an indie kind of game basis rather than working for maybe a big publisher? Well, it, it happened. Like <laughs> <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> Was it was it by design? Did you do a game publisher, or did you uh, just happen to, you know, end up making games on your own? Well, I I just started like uh, on my own, uh, planning to make them on my own, uh, and I think it, in the future I will look for a publisher as well. But uh, I at first it felt more natural somehow to to do it by ourselves without additional pressure of some like publisher, like additional money from outside. Like we thought, okay. We, we do it at our own pace, uh, with our own uh, time, uh, in our own way, and uh, it felt a little cozier somehow. Less pressure. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, less pressure for sure. And what, what about you, yeah. Do you feel the same way? Um, well, let's say I have uh, I am in gaming, not not uh, necessarily video gaming industry, but in gaming, uh, I mean, since uh, interested, let's say, in gaming since uh, I, I think. 30 years now and uh, it happened that I met uh, my colleagues that were needed in the video game uh, industry, colleagues and uh, friends of course. So for a previous project, let's say they want someone to crunch the numbers and to do also the, let's say the statistics part and then, you know, the, uh, all the rest of the gaming while they had uh, basically no time to do that. So yeah, that's why I, Three years, uh, three years ago, I started to work with them. Mm -hmm. Let's say more, uh, clo more close. I started to work with them, and uh, today, let's say I am, uh, I am in uh, Troglobites Games, which is uh, our company. Yeah, yeah, okay. And where do you see um, your your future of creating games? Do you still see it as indie game development? Do you think that maybe another publisher will buy you over or something? Or 
for for us uh, in many meetings that uh, in many yeah many meetings that I had with the publisher, I can tell you that there is uh, sometimes very um, let's say that there is a, oh, it starts now I don't know exactly I mean uh, uh, perhaps from uh, the you know from the Eastern publisher a tendency to buy studios in Europe, okay to have a presence in Europe. So yeah, um, higher you know those kind of uh, those kind of news. So well, uh, in reality, well, uh, nobody knows. It's not out of, uh, not totally to exclude, but you know, it's, uh, there are many many indies out there. So yes, perhaps yes, perhaps no. Okay, okay. And um, guys, what is your history of playing video games? How did you get started? You know, what what was your first video game, and what have you played since? The the one that I remember best was Monkey Island One. Good choice. I think that I, I it was not the the very first one, but it was the one that remained forever stuck into my brain. And then uh, because I had, like my first computer was an Amiga, Amiga Five Hundred Plus. Mm-hmm. And we are talking about the end of the 80s. Yeah. So from there on, uh, I kept on playing Amiga until at some point uh, I moved to PC. I, I never moved to console. Surprisingly enough, I never owned a console or a, any Game Boy or anything. Like I was just like computer guy and uh, it began there. Yeah, I'm the opposite way around. I started with consoles and yeah. then, then <laughs> moved on to PC. So I had the Nintendo NES. That was the first one that I got. Then I had the Super Nintendo, I had a Game Boy and a Game Gear. And okay. the Game Gear came with a little television adapter that you could watch TV on it. And then I had a PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4 and PC. And I've got a... I, I think I have a PlayStation 2 in the other room, but I'm not sure. I, I think I never <laughs> used it. Like It was probably there like uh, during some uh, relocation uh, we got one, and, but I, I'm not even sure it's there. Like that, that, That's how familiar I <laughs> am. An expensive paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> And what about yourself, Saverio? How did you... I, let's say my okay. The first video game that I played was the one not Pong. <laughs> was I don't know an evolution of Pong was, you know I, I remember it was a German piece, a German box like this. I mean with uh, some controls. Sim- simply you you had two sticks or multiple sticks or bigger, smaller. And basically they were selling like Pong, okay, a million of games, but basically it was only sticks moving. But in which so, century were you born? <laughs> yes, it was, <laughs> was, it, was it in the 80s. So it, was, it was in the 80s uh, uh, anyway. So it was, you know, it was always two sticks just changing, you know. And then, um, uh, yeah, of course, I saw, I saw some games on Commodore. I was playing some games on Commodore uh, 64, mm-hmm. on Spectrum, uh, Vic 20, I don't know. I don't know in in English. How do you do you have this console? Yeah, Vic Twenty is the same, I guess. And then yeah, some console, but I never owned uh, a a modern console, let's say PlayStation and uh, and such. I had only a Mega Drive. Okay. Yeah. Very very few games, and then no PC for ages. I had no PC at all, so I was totally cut out for what was. But on the other end, I was spending a lot of money on the arcade machines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wasting a lot of money <laughs> over there so yes what you could play at home it becomes killed no you're playing at home for me it was never become i mean you never become skilled in okay. those games because you have those money to spend you spend those games those money 
and then they replace the machine with another one. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, what's what's your biggest challenge when it comes to uh, developing a game? Resilience. Like uh-huh. you, you need to resist for months, uh, and you need to keep people together, and you need to never drop your faith. And uh, I think that's that's the thing that is possibly the the hardest part. And like I think for most of the team, like if you if you hear about it, like now a bit less, you hear a bit less story, but like you hear a lot of stories of a team that uh, stopped a project, like even quite forward in the the development, like two thirds of the development done, and then the team uh, drops it. And uh, it like a lot of early access dropped that way, a lot of uh, ideas, because uh, I think really finding this patience and this resistance to stick to it, like to don't get uh, distracted by the, another interesting idea, another cool idea, another more rewarding thing to do, or like something that makes more money and then you stick to it and you go till the end and that's how you do it. But uh, it's not trivial. Yeah. 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 I mean, for, for me, I mean, it, it depends really by the, by the studio and the studio should start with a very, very small project. Mm-hmm. Well, that lasts, I don't know, six months, seven months, something like this. Without any idea, let's say, of course, to, to, to sell it for a million of euros or pounds, whatever, just learn how to work together on the first project and the second project, third. And then uh, if you stick together, let's say one year and a half, something like this, yes, you can move forward to a bigger project because also you are more appealing uh, to a publisher or you have already, you know, um, you already many followers so many you have already kind of community which nowadays it's uh, it's it's very important in yeah. order to make a game you want to sell if you want to make a game you can make a game <laughs> if you want to make a game that sells it's something else it's totally too different yeah yeah because i imagine there's lots of games out there that are um or there are lots of games out there that are intended to make money for the uh, company that made them but they're not particularly good games you know and there's nothing really special about them but they seem to make a lot of money for their, you know, their, their creators. And then you get games like, you know, that are really good games to play, really interesting games to play, but only a handful of people ever play them. They don't make a lot of money, you know, that type of thing. Yes, yes, I mean, I mean. <laughs> we know, we know, we know this. We, we know, we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> been there too well, too well. <laughs> we're, we're, we're still there. No? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that both of you, you know, will, uh, you know, will have success with the games that you play. I, I played both of your games. You have played. Uh, you Empire Runes, I've played that you know a little bit and uh, I did enjoy it. It's not really my kind of game to be honest, but I did play it and I kind of enjoyed it, you know. So, um, and obviously with the uh, with the fast action games, I've played I've played those ones and uh, you know maybe not done so well with them, <laughs> you know. So, um, okay, okay. So, obviously you guys will be aware recently that these new uh, graphics cards came out. You know these super expensive you know, 1,500 euro graphic cards, you know, and one thing I, one thing I wanted to ask was when game developers are, are making games, is it, is it the game developers are pushing games that make people buy bigger graphics cards or is it people buying bigger graphics cards that push game developers in that direction? What do you think? I, I th- first of all, you need to distinguish between a small studio or indies and Tripoli because uh, no indie studio is basically pushing any card to the to this level of uh, having to to go further 
like it's very very few like those you start to go into this double e like a uh, ninja theory and then yeah they start to use uh, more of the advanced graphics but most of the indie studios they don't like the, I, there is this thing that uh, the more hardware you give a developer the more the developer will stop caring about optimization also mm -hmm. and uh, will fill up all the resources uh, like as much give me like thousands of gigabytes of RAM and I can fill them all with uh, stuff that I don't care anymore about, like to optimize, to drop like from the memory. And uh, for the visuals is for sure, a lot of it is like that. Then there is like, of course, this newest generation that is uh, technically like they, they, they just try to push it towards the maximum realism. Mm -hmm. Like this, this is something that they always wanted to achieve. They, they, they're not even in this, uh, they don't care about that. Like that, if a, in this studio is a, uh, aiming towards maximum realism. They are either super genius with a lot of uh, backup money or they are crazy because it's, it's really, really, really hard to afford that kind of process of production and everything. Sure. Yeah, so, do you, so do you think that having the, having the technolog no, technological advances makes game companies lazy then when it comes to making games? For sure. Like it's not only that, but for sure, that's for sure. Yeah. Because I've watched a few documentaries about video games back in the day, you know, when the Atari came out and things like that, and mm -hmm. they were explaining how they had so so much limitations of, of hardware that they had to be creative in, in the way that they filled up their, you know, their bytes and polygons and things like that. Um, but, you know, you were saying that, you know, game developers these days, you know, who are, who are making these big, massive games don't really care about any of that because they don't have to care. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, the, the the way it's like, of course, there are like some developers and some developers, but uh, if, if, there is a lot of games that uh, these days they don't look maybe that much. Like now it's getting a bit better, but let's say five years ago, there were a lot of games that didn't look that much. But if you did check the resource uh, of your computer, the way they were being used, uh, you could see that the CPU was like 100% uh, mm -hmm. and the fans of your computer were flying. And uh, <laughs> it was like... a nothing that special on screen that was happening maybe. And uh, that was just like lack of optimization, definitely. Like you're being lazy, like optimization is super slow, takes forever. And uh, you need to care for a lot of things. Like when I was trying to optimize the visual empires in ruins, it looks simple, but uh, we decided to take this pre-render approach from the nineties. So we, we make 3D models, like super high resolution. We do render them in uh, 2K or 4K, and then we put them in game as a 2D sprites. And we thought that was a brilliant idea. No, it was stupid. It was super stupid because modern mm -hmm. computers, they are not going towards optimizing 2D anyhow. Mm -hmm. And uh, 3D, yes, 3D, like the machines, they offer you all the space that you need for filling them up with uh, 3D elements, with texture, stream texture, everything. But 2D, uh, 2D is not really necessary most of the time because 2D is either low res uh, uh, pixel art, that is no problem for any machine built in the last uh, 30 years, or uh, flash-like visuals, but like they're not even that common anymore. And what we did was like then having this huge uh, sprite sheets full of uh, animations, like so any, every enemy has every direction, has the walk, uh, the death and everything. And when you put everything that on, in the memory, even the modern machines, they struggle. Mm -hmm. So you really need to start a device away. Okay, maybe I, I can uh, dynamically load that one and unload that one. And then uh, you optimize, but you spend months in doing it. Mm. And uh, not every studio has the time, uh, the resources, the skill or uh, stuff like that to do it for every game, of course, because it takes so long that uh, the production drops. 
And then uh, laziness is the easy solution. You buy larger machines with more RAM and you don't have to optimize anymore. True, very true. Um, and what about yourself, um, Saverio? What do you think about all these kind of like advances in technology and um, you know, words of yeah. It's uh, f for me, okay, yeah. Um, you need, uh, you know, it's uh, more appealing for gamers, of course, they want to have a performing machine. And yes, they they put their hands on a triple A game, and they use all the power of the machine, which which is okay. But after is um, let's say difficult then for an indie studio to create something that is appealing for a modern gamer. Mm -hmm. Uh, consider there are not so many gamers. I mean, there are some, some gamers that grow up only with a kind of game. Mm -hmm. and they don't know nothing else. So it's uh, when they see an indie studio that creates a game with different kind of graphics, they say, oh, okay, I'm simple. It's a graphic, you know, because I, I guess, I mean, it's a graphic that that, that doesn't worth my, my money. Okay. But behind the graphic, it's more appealing. Of, co of course, it's more appealing. Everybody wants to do that, it's, and, but it does not come by, by magic. I mean, there is a lot of things you have to to consider, but when is the moment? The moment, you know, simple indie games are sometimes less appealing for the majority of users of uh, of uh, AAA games, because you know, uh, okay, we can we cannot put uh, you know all our efforts in the graphics, even if Emiliano is doing to optimize. Yes, but he he decided standards. He want to keep the standards, okay, which is totally totally fine. But if you go for other kind of standards, which is not the what uh, what people what gamers are used to, well, we put our efforts in mechanics, we put our efforts in the gameplay, we put our efforts in uh, in other aspect of the game. Yeah. And those aspects of the game are uh, are hidden by by nature. They are hidden. I mean, <laughs> what you see first. I mean, you you can see it's what comes first is the visual. And yeah. that, that that's what we always win. I mean, we uh, there is no unless it's a very very specific game. It's very specific visual by, and there is a person that perhaps knows a bit more the story of the gaming as ah yes because this is a reference, or knows a bit of technical stuff ah yes because they use this kind of effect I like you know something in the middle. Yeah, but believe me, when I say <laughs> to some people that I make video games, they say, um, "Okay, for mobile? Uh, no, no, it's not for mobile. Ah, so it's like, uh, you know, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn? Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, other is the mobile, <laughs> other is the triple A graphics. I mean, there, there's nothing in between. <laughs> nothing between, and if you do something in between, why you don't do for mobile? <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that really, really, really. So, yes. So th those are my, let's say, personal consideration. I'm not uh, on the technical side like Emiliano is. Absolutely not. But yes, I mean, this is what I was uh, answering almost on daily basis <laughs> when I said that do we do video games? Yes. Okay. So I, this is my my experience, huh? Yeah, I mean the way the way I look at indie games is um, the way I looked at games back in the kind of eighties and nineties. The graphics were nothing particularly special. It was more the gameplay. It was the immersion. It was the music that went along with the gameplay. It was the it was the pace. It was the way it felt. It was you know how how entertaining it was to play. Because back in the day, graphics were pretty terrible, so games had to be good. 
because of yes. that. Yes, yeah. Uh, I want to. I want to also to make this point because I notice. I mean, we, I notice with um, of course with with the Hyper Parasite, but also with other games. Nowadays, to buy, do you buy a game? Okay, you buy a game. Not not in the eighties. Let's say now you buy a game. You cannot uh, go far than the first duty level. Okay, uh, it's a game with the graphic. Okay, not so much appealing. Like, okay, whatever. What what you do? What you do? You, the first things you do, you go on a platform online and you search for a free game. And you play something else. Yeah. Let's say I spent five euros. I cannot go far than this game. Well, oh, the misconception uh, is that oh, it's well bad made, or I'm not capable, but I don't want to waste my time, which is very important in the economy of the entertainment. I don't want to waste my time. So I buy, I take five uh, free games. Mm -hmm. And anyway, even if I don't know how to play, those were free. Uh, I want to be the old man on the back of my time. <laughs> but when I take my time, when you had a console, you had one, only one game could be Castlevania. Yeah. And there are no free games. You have a cartridge, believe me. You spend there ages because mm -hmm. you have to learn how this guy jumps with the delay in the attack with the whip that you cannot change the direction of the jump uh, while jumping. <laughs> All those kind of stuff you have to learn. And the game is there waiting for you to, to go to the next level. There is no free games around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you struggle for 20 days to to understand how to to proceed. Nowadays, you don't have this time. You have a lot of choice in front of you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is the, even if the game could be very well made, but you are, <laughs> you cannot play because your finger, <laughs> I don't know what, you cannot play. Uh, the majority of the many, many players that will uh, go for a free, free game. Mm -hmm. Simple, simple. And that's, I, I never, never, I don't know, I have the cartridge of Mega Drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had to finish many games also without a, a competition, a competition or something. Oh, I mean, this is with the game. Well, that's, well, that's the thing. Back in, back in, you know, when I was, when I first started playing video games, like, you know, late 80s, early 90s, when, you know, a game cost £30 and it was your parents who were buying it for you and they weren't going to buy you another one for six months or longer, exactly. you know, so you had that game... You That's a, have to play you it. had to enjoy it. Yeah, you had to you had to make it work for you. You know, like you had to learn how to get past that level. You had to learn how to beat that boss. You couldn't look it up on the internet. You couldn't, you know, oh. um, you know, ask your friends because your friends had different games than you had, so they hadn't played yeah. the same game as you yet. You know, and so you had to figure out ways of doing it yourself. You know, and there was no Discord where you can go on and talk to people and who are playing oh. that same game. There was. No cheat codes available online that you could purchase. Or... There were paper magazines. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And if that, you were lucky yeah. and you were like targeting the right paper magazines, you could get some uh, strategy guides, some walkthrough, some stuff. But yeah, compared to now, it's nothing. Like you had to wait anyway. So like, yeah. even if the the paper magazine is printed like in two weeks only, then you still have two weeks in which you have to to learn by yourself. Either you don't play or you learn by yourself. Well, that's it. You know, you either learned how you either learned how to do it or you didn't, or you didn't. You know, it was one of these things. And there was a there was a sense of achievement when you finished the game, when you beat the final, oh. when you traveled all the way through all the different levels, all the different experiences, all the different, you know, textures and, you know, all the rest of it. You get to that final room, you beat that final boss and, you know, there was such a sense of achievement. Nowadays, people don't even bother finishing games. They play it for a couple of weeks and that's it, you know. 
Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, me, me for example, I always keep only two games installed, like one uh, usually one action game and one strategy game. That's okay. the two things, and uh, I try to finish them. Mm-hmm. If I don't manage to finish them, I, I'm also not that patient anymore. Like I don't have that much time anymore. So if after one hour of playing, I see that uh, I don't even want to go back to the game, like when my evening hour playing time comes uh, and I don't want to play that game, then I, I try once, I try try it once, and then I realize, okay, it's not the game for me. Yeah. But if the game is good enough, then it's a mission for me to finish the games. I need to finish the game and review the game. I have a Trello board with like hundreds of uh, reviews. I review every single game, even if I drop it or if I finish it. And then I feel a bit, I, I feel a, li- a bit less shallow. Like, I mean, everyone can play the way he wants. Like, yeah, it's not cool. a problem. But I feel a little, that I'm giving a little more value to, to the product that uh, if I just don't keep that many installed uh, and I just like really play carefully as much as I can. Like I, I, a lot of times, a few games, I don't even manage to get to one hour of gameplay mm-hmm. because like they are either the UX is dumb or uh, I don't manage to play like uh, Saveri was saying, or I feel bad at it or like it just, I just don't get a game. And then, okay, I say, okay, I have so many games in my accounts that what's the point of insisting on something that I, I don't, I'm not liking. Yeah, yeah, okay, but, okay. Yeah, I mean, one one big thing that I've noticed between playing indie games and playing, you know, your kind of regular sort of modern AAA type of stuff is that indie games come out with very few bugs, very very mm. few. Most of the kind of AAA games come out, and you know, five years five years later, they're still fixing bugs. You know, it seems that these games seem to be heavily rushed. It seems that these games seem to just be released full of bugs, you know, full of things that are going wrong with it. Like, like, no, like, it almost makes you think that nobody's ever tested the game to see if it works properly. You know, it makes you feel that way. Whereas when you're playing an indie game, very, very few times do you get that same problem that you feel that the game has been put out there with a, with a whole bunch of bugs that haven't been tested or anything like that, you know? Um, so when you're, when you're creating one of, these, one of these indie games, how do you go about bug testing, you know, to make sure there are no bugs? Or is it more in the way you, the way you build them that there's just less bugs being built into the game? What's, what's the situation with that? Well, for example, we, like this, with the Pirates in Ruins, we went in early access also because we were afraid of bugs because it's uh, such a complex, the, the campaign part is such, such a complex uh, set of systems uh, that uh, it was bound to have a lot of bugs. Even when uh, we did test a lot and we had several testers to test, uh, it was really impossible to. Uh, every, every day the new testers came in, they found new bugs because uh, people play in such weird ways compared to what you think you desire the game to be played, uh, how you desire the game to be played. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they kept on finding bugs. So we, we said, okay, early access is good because it kind of gives us an excuse that people are more acceptive towards bugs. And we did insert in the game this uh, uh, a tool so that if you hit uh, F11, you can uh, automatically send me a log report with all the logging of the, all the errors, uh, the save of the game, so I can check the save and uh, check like variables and everything. And you can also add a, a message. That way, even lazier people, because a lot of people, a lot of time people are quite lazy. They, they don't want to be bothered by like sending me an email, uh, for example. They just hit F11 from the game, enter, yeah. click, and that's it. And that that helped a lot. Like we got like a billion really of uh, of uh, bugs notifications and I get directly in a Trello board. So when I wake up in the morning, I open the Trello board and I check and I always hope that it's empty. But when it's not empty, <laughs> at least I have the data 
I don't even have to talk to those people. Like they, there, there is not even a direct communication with them. I then, if there is something I want to ask, I write in the game forum, and then they can answer there. But like otherwise, I just grab the logs, I check with the bug, I check the error, and then uh, next day or when I put together a few of them, a few fixes, I just upload the new build, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it works. Like it takes time, but it works. Yeah. What about you, Zavirio? How do you and write bugs in games, and how do you make sure that you release a game that doesn't have that many of them? No, uh, let's say unfortunately there are there are um, there were many, but because of the nature of the game, we released also Hyperparasite in early access. Was the first level, the first two levels? Sorry, really, I cannot I cannot recall. But we have uh, you know uh, sixty characters which are you know, we characters, there are enemies, and then you use those characters. When you use them, we have a special attack. So perhaps you can, uh, for, uh, yeah, for any, any, anyhow, it's possible that you take a character of the second level and use it in the fourth act mm -hmm. with a special, with an item. You can use an item in all together, the special attack, the item against the boss, while the game crashes, because there were things that not we didn't try. It's impossible to try yeah. 60 characters with 60 special attack in all the situa possible situations, which are minimum five levels, uh, five um, bosses, and their mini bosses room, which are, <laughs> I don't know, many. I, I think there are 15 uh, mini bosses. And then, meanwhile, they're using perhaps, uh, I don't know, we have. Uh, let, let me think, I think 12, uh, 12 skill, 12 and more skill and uh, 60 again or 60 or 40 items. So it's a combination, it's too much, too many combinations. Yeah, it's hundreds and it's of items in that, at that time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many, how many items or which level and then, you know, in the secret room when you use the attack of this guy and uh, this other enemy appears, it crash. Well, we, we, we cannot, it's, it's really impossible to do it. It's impossible to, I mean, in the life, if you want to release <laughs> the game bug free. In a lifetime. In, a li in your lifetime, yes, <laughs> or in a specific date. And then this one goes, this, let's say, issue, you have to multiplicate for, for platforms mm -hmm. because we release on PC, Nintendo Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation 4. So, you know, on Nintendo Switch doesn't happen and the PlayStation 4, yes. Which version? The Japanese, <laughs> I'm saying, you know? So you, you, yes. So also we had, uh, okay, we did not have a system so elaborated like Emiliano's, but we had uh, simple, let's say simple, our Discord and um, yes, an email where uh, people can send the, you know, the Unreal Engine crash report mm -hmm. and we can, uh, we can, we can study and solve it and then we release now we are to let's say we, we release the the bug uh, the new version of the game sure, sure. it's the only things possible things to to do okay okay so what would be the best piece of advice that you'd give someone if they wanted to start making indie games start simple like like Saverio said before, like that, that that is a really good indication. I, I didn't follow it, but because at the time uh, I didn't know about it. But uh, I would say start simple, start easy, start short, uh, do something small, 
do try if you like it, try if you find people that you can work with. Uh, it, it's really hard to build up a team because most of the indie teams, they are like a, also remotely distributed. Like our team is, a, we go from Estonia to Greece uh, to UK and with some someone in Germany and someone in Italy. And uh, it, it, it's even difficult to work in real life with people. Imagine when you are spread uh, across uh, the distances. So like really try first, like the alchemy, try some experiments, two, three people, do it, see if you like it, see if it's fun, see if you achieve it, see if you have the skills. It might be that, I mean, not everyone can do everything. Like so, yeah. but experiment a bit like that. And uh, I think that's that's probably the, the only real start that makes sense nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about yourself, Severio? What would your advice be? Uh, again, uh, yes, I mean, be, be small, have a small project at your reach. Um, there is a good way to, to test uh, your team. Uh, it's with the uh, gems, of course. I mean, you have your project, and then meanwhile you can participate to you know a week, uh, a week gem, ten days gem, or stuff, uh, stuff like this, just to see if you are. Uh, I mean, your your skill doesn't matter if you if you win the gem or if you if you if you don't. Just to see how do you basically perform. And then uh, in this way also, it's a good uh, way for your studio to have uh, followers, which is, uh, again, another component if you want to release a game, uh, if you want to gather uh, attention of, uh, you know, in any kind of uh, entity <laughs> over there. So, Paying yes. entity. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, any any kind of publish, whatever, whatever. I mean, you have to, to, to show. And then, uh, yes, Starts small, uh, and if you think small, smaller, and then uh, and then move uh, and then move on, and then something else indeed that uh, is the the budget, is the money that you have. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunately a, a biggest, uh, the biggest uh, obstacles for uh, in the game. Else, if you can hire uh, <laughs> whatever you want to hire, well, it's easy, very easy to make a game. <laughs> you yeah. can uh, simply afford any professional on the market. Well, you know. Then you're not an indie anymore. You are uh, like a real rifle yes, yes. studio, basically. Yeah. I mean, yes, I, I, yes, mean yes. I suppose that is much easier if you have lots of cash behind you, but when you don't. <laughs> you know? mm, let's say, yes, yes, yes. I mean... Uh, of course, I mean it's it's your dream, but not one person. It's a dream of three people, or four people. You have to be uh, be very sh- to be. Say you have to know that no nobody else is sharing your dream. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. This is your idea. I want to go to the beach. All the other people want to go on the mountain. So if they come to the beach, <laughs> it's for something. Okay. So and perhaps meanwhile they're coming to the beach. They said, okay, you know what. Bye. I go on the moon. So in the middle of the project, they can go, they yeah. can go away. And yes, yes. I mean, this is the. Does that happen uh, a lot? Well, um, I, I, I think it happens, but it happens also in small studios, no? You know, because my girlfriend left, my cat died, I want to go in India, and uh, you know, yeah, it, it happens. Those are things for life, and. When we did start, uh, we lost uh, a lot of people along the way before we stabilized. Like yeah. the first uh, two, three years, I, I wouldn't even call it like a real project during the first two, three years. We were really trying to take the measure of what we want to do, but we started too large, but we know it now. And uh, But uh, I, don't, I think we lost, I don't know, 
six, seven people along the way. Some people, we, they joined us, super excited. Ah, uh, oh, yes, I, I, I love modeling buildings. I, I will make you all the towers like in two weeks. Like, and then uh, after one month, you write them. It's like, oh, how are you? No answer. And then after another month, you try. And then uh, they show you a, a picture of a sketch, handmade sketch of a tower. They say, yeah, I'm working on it. And then you never hear from them again. Yeah. Like so many of them, like, because it's really exciting, the idea of like getting into making games and uh, getting to join a studio. But then uh, you need to really face like uh, uh, your day job, uh, your time, uh, your family life and everything. And all of a sudden uh, you might realize that uh, you, you really, you are really biting on much more than you can choose. So mm -hmm. I, I, I think seven, eight people, at least we lost along the way that way. Then at some point we stabilized. At some point we found like the, the perfect uh, team and, uh, most of us, they have the day job. So they have like some sort of like, and most of us, we are like more or less the same age. I think I'm the older one, but more or less we are like between 20, 33 and 40, let's say. So yeah. it's not anymore just really newbie people that are joining the, the concert, but it's already people that more or less know how to handle their life mostly. And yeah. uh, that, that really helps a lot. They, they know much better when to say, yes, I can work on this. No, I don't have time to work on that. And that that helps a lot. Yeah, honesty, really, I suppose. more than yeah, 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 definitely. But it's not even honesty. It's like honesty with themselves even more. Like that they, they can recognize, okay, no, this is too much for me. I wouldn't be able to handle. And uh, that that helps. That, that's why right now we are super happy. Like every time we have, a, we are like not just working on the main game, but we are working on some smaller projects. Uh, we have like uh, right now other three projects going on. And uh, I can subdivide uh, in sub teams, basically, the people that are they, a lot of them, most most of the people finish on the Paris in Ruins. So mm -hmm. It's mostly me left uh, and George, the main 3D guy, and then everyone else is back to their day job. But then I tell the guy, there is this small project. Do you want to join that one? Maybe just like a two month, three months project, and then we redistribute every time people, and it's working because yeah. people are already tested, and I know to trust them. I know how they do work. I know all of that, and. Uh, it really helps a lot. And it keeps them fresh as well. They're working on different projects and, you know. Exactly. Great. Okay, guys. So, like I said, um, we usually finish off these chats with a small sort of quick fire round. Um, I'm going to ask each of you a couple of questions um, with two possible answers and you pick the first answer that you think of. Okay. <clears throat> so, for example, I might say PC versus PlayStation versus Xbox and you would tell me the one that you would, would think. Okay. Okay. Along those lines, yeah. Okay, great. So we'll start with you, um, Emiliano. We'll start with you, and then Saverio will we'll move on to yourself after that. So Emiliano, uh, first question: uh, playing the game for fun or playing the game for achievement hunting? For fun. For fun. Okay. Uh, multiplayer versus single player. Single player. Single player. Okay. Uh, traditional PC versus cloud gaming. Traditional PC. Traditional PC, okay. And Xbox or PlayStation? I, I cannot really answer here because I, I don't know basically any of them. Like PlayStation because I have a PlayStation 2 in the other room. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And last one. Would you rather have to fight a, a duck the size of a bear or five bears the size of ducks? A duck the size of a bear. Why? Because uh, I know dogs better than I know bears. No, so, duck as in quack quack. Hmm? 
No, duck as in quack quack. You know the a duck. Ah, I understood dog. Uh, okay. No, then a bear the size of a duck. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so, Saverio, here's your questions. Okay. Yes. So, um, action or strategy? Action. Action. Okay. Action. 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 Um, okay. Um, achievement hunting or for the enjoyment of the game? Enjoyment of the game. Okay. Okay. Um, Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Sonic. Okay. Uh, because uh, because I, I finished. I was playing. I, I never. I I cannot pass the first level of Mario. Meanwhile, I was on the Mega Drive. I was playing Sonic. That's that's was. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Graphics or gameplay? Gameplay. Gameplay, gameplay. Gameplay, gameplay. And would you rather no phone for an entire month or no internet for an entire month? No phone, no phone. No phone for a month, okay. Yes, yes. But as you can say, I think 80% of the questions, you can understand that me and Emiliano, we are all the farts. (laughs) There is, is, I mean, we, we don't want... You know, cloud gaming, we don't want multiplayer. <laughs> we, we did answer everything really traditional. <laughs> yeah, 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 really. I mean, yeah. we, we are the... <laughs> Is it possible to play multiplayer games? Wow. <laughs> yeah, so what? With what? With the, yeah. you know, kids are screaming all the, all the, all the way, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't have that problem. <laughs> no, 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 kids online screaming, no? If oh, you kids play. online. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I have to say, like, I may be playing something like Fortnite, for example, and I'm playing the game, and on the chat, you know, because sometimes you do these random squads with people, and sometimes it comes out like some sounds like a five year old child, you know, playing. You're just like, yes, I know. (laughs) So, since you name it, for instance, for I I think for. In the games, many, many in in the game, uh, many in the studio, and uh, I, I don't know in the case of Emiliano, per, perhaps in Emiliano being a strategy. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, when comes the moment to to make a game, a game again, you want to eventually to to sell. Mm-hmm. You have to consider uh, between the ages or decades. I don't know. Man, or much years. Let's let's count. I don't know. Five to ten years. What does happen in the world of uh, the, the gaming? Uh, let's say, for instance, I'm saying a bullshit, perhaps 10 or 12 years ago, start with M- Minecraft. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. I, I, because I, I, I did it by the, back in the time, I still don't, 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 don't play. But what, what has happened that all the people, all the kids, they were playing Minecraft. They were, uh, I don't know, eight years old, five, six, 12, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. age. Nowadays, they have uh, money to buy your game. Mm. So they want to see a game with uh, a crafting paradigm inside. Okay. And if you make a game with, with, without crafting, well, it's not a game. <laughs> For them, a game must have something they grew up with. Not, of course, it's not uh, 100%. I mean, some gamers, they come to me, ah, but I can I craft, can I craft, can I craft? No, you can't craft. It's a game, it's a game where you kill people, you don't craft anything. There's in, nothing to craft. And in 10 years' time, it will be, can, can you have loot crates? Do you have shipment drops? <laughs> can it be Battle Royale? Yes. Uh, the, the random element can change somehow. Yes, okay, but also, 
Now, yes, it's also what what came out with the which strange request. Uh, of course, yes, but I want um, you know, I want uh, in the previous game, you know, in Upper Parasite. Ah, uh, can I have like a Pokemon follow me? I said, no, you don't have a Pokemon. <laughs> you, you don't have another creature following you. I mean, you, you don't have it. We we don't have it. Ah, oh, okay, well, you should have it. No. Yes. You know, <laughs> why? I, I can imagine you answering someone yes, asking such questions. Yes. Mm. Um, you, you should create a battle royale game in the pixel style and call it Pixel Royale. Yes, yes. I mean, yes. You, 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 need, you need to put some feature that appeal your player. Yeah. Uh, yes, your possible audience, but okay, without, uh, you know, uh, removing the true nature of, of your game. Yeah, so, you know you cannot have uh, sixty. You you cannot have the Pokemon because the humans are your Pokemon. I mean, you, you have to <laughs> you have to collect the humans. So what you want? It's already like this, no? And right. So those are perhaps difficulties of um, a studio managed by people, old people like me and Emilian. We're old. We are older. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it sometimes too. Um, well, listen, guys, thank you for coming along today. It's been fun having a chat with you both. I've really appreciated you taking the time to come and have a chat with me. Um, no, I will post some links down in the comments below where you know you've got your links to your games. I'll post them down there. And um, if you want to send me any other links that you want put there, I'll I'll do that for you guys as well. Uh, so anything you want me to get my guys to check out with the red things. Um, what we also what we always do as we when we do one of these videos is we always ask a question down in the comments. So today's question will be: If you could create any game at all, what game would you want to create? Put it down below, um, and it'll be interesting to see what people come back with. You know. So, <laughs> but listen, guys, thank you very much. My name's Del. I've been that bearded gamer, and I'll catch you guys next time. See you later. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Bye.